<laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to episode 10 of Optimal You. It's going to be a fun episode, <laughs> as you can already tell. Uh, today, I've got with me Tanner, Tanner back on the show again, and Colton again joining us. So, uh, for those of you so. who are... <laughs> Uh, listening for the first time, I want to explain a little bit about Optimal You, what it is, and what this podcast is about. Optimal You is a show that enables individuals to live their optimal lives, and I've actually added to this today to help improve the world around them, because there's no point in improving yourself if you're just keeping it to yourself. Uh, I, I want to have an those changes help change the world around us and make the, the world a better place. So I've added that onto it. And that's what this podcast is about. Uh, different times we'll have guests who have awesome stories of triumph, of trials and tribulations, or just stories of success. Um, today we just got the three stooges here, so none of that today. Uh, for, for those that listen... El Guapo. <laughs> for those that listened last week, um, the show's title was called flow. And the idea behind what you guys are going to get today is that there are a few pre-planned topics. If you not just, I want the conversation just to go and see where the conversation leads us. And so like that's flow. what today is, which is why so it's, exactly it's the you flow get it. Rogan show with <laughs> Joe. No, I'm saying exactly. So just kidding, that was, that was over the top. We've we got a couple of great guys here today that are that are going to be great with this conversation of motivation and inspiration and just um, sharing stories that we're going to help people and ideas and topics live their optimal lives. I'm in, Joe. You, before we started audio recording, you said, I can't believe all three of us are on a, on a podcast and neither can I. It's kind of awesome. It's kind of awesome and kind of funny just because of how scary at the same time. Yeah. Like <laughs> kind of screw ups and at the same time. Yeah, Tanner, I left the mixer. I left the mixer by so Tanner. Anybody so looking at the video, yeah. having Tanner. <laughs> you are gone, Colton. <laughs> we can no longer hear you. <laughs> Welcome back, Colton. <laughs> Oh Get that my away gosh! From you. Yeah, move that. This is no like a child. From like you, a Tanner. child. Did we get our levels up? <laughs> yeah, we're good. <laughs> but it's it's fun. It's exciting. And a little bit scary. <laughs> it's just high school, middle school kids all together in a podcast together about you're living your best life. Exactly. And you both have been on the show before, Colton. You were first here to. Uh, Interview, interview you. me, help me tell my story. Tanner was on right after that, sharing a portion of his story. Now, I honestly think Tanner could probably fill a million podcast episodes of of his life, what what goes on, and oh, what yeah. he's done. You want to hear a story? <laughs> so, this was the first time I'd slept over at someone's house after I broke my back, and I was in my wheelchair. I slept over at Colton's house, and. For those of you who don't know, Colton I feel like this is a lived lie. in a really, or he lived on a hill well up above me, and so I had to, like it was like a mile apart. I and think I remember this story. 
And Colton, I woke up and I was like, Colton, I was like, can I get a ride home? And you're like, no, just will home. And I was like, Colton, it's a steep hill. And Colton said, oh, just will home, you pussy. And so I willed home and my hands heated up really bad going down the hill. It's a really steep hill. And and it's forever long, like long ways. And then I made it down to the bottom and I willed home. (laughs) My hands were blistered because of the heat, and, <laughs> and it's all because Colton wouldn't give me a ride. So that's who we have on the podcast <laughs> with us today is yeah, Colton. Right. He's a oh, dick. Oh, man. <laughs> and very well spun by Tanner. He said, dude, I can what? totally take you home. He's like, I actually want to wheel home. And I'm like, you don't want to wheel home, dude. He's like, I've got to do this. <laughs> that's what he said. My, my story sounds better. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's always Makes told for a people. Story. Oh, dude, we we used to go on double dates and stuff, triple dates, and he'd be like, "Yeah, Colton's a really great friend. You know, he made me wheel home from his house one time, and it's two miles away." <laughs> no. I'm like, dude, that's not even the real story. <laughs> oh, I just told that story at your wedding, dinner. and at my wedding. That's it. And all the time when we go on dates with people, all the time. That well, I can't believe story. you let him wheel home and you didn't give him a ride. Well, yeah, that's what real And then I mowed his lawn because he was a lazy POS. And so I got a mop <laughs> and used the mop to hit the, to engage the mower. And then I drove around and I almost fell off his mower one time. And then I was shaving just designs or, or <laughs> mowing designs into his lawn. He did do that. Because Colton would mow his lawn about once a year. So it was really long. Man, you're making me sound like a real classy wow. fellow. <laughs> but Colton is a really good guy. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best guys that I know. Hey. I, I once saw him, a blind kid dropped his money and Colton picked up all his money and gave him back half of it. And said, here you go. <laughs> At least I gave him back. <laughs> Just kidding. Pretty bird. Just kidding. All right. Real note. Real note. Three best friends on a podcast. Pretty fun. All started with you, which is kind of fun. From our other yeah. best friend, from Josh and Allie, saying, yeah. hey, do your podcast. So, hey, you know, friends take care of each other, even if we make each other wheel home or if, you know, one friend grabs somebody else's stitches and rips them open like Joe did to my face. It's not a big deal. But there's other more important things that we're going to talk about today, <laughs> and I'm pumped to get to them. All right. Well, one of the first things that I want to talk about is, of course, one of my favorite actors, one of my favorite wrestlers, one of my favorite motivational speakers. Dwayne the Johnson. Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> The Rock. <laughs> Dwayne the Johnson. You want to say that again? <laughs> Let's start that part over. Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. Johnson. That was awesome. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. So you like Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> aka The Rock. Oh, man. This is going to be a hard podcast. I, know, I knew having all three of us here was going to be hard. I, I know the risk going into it. So, well, it's hard because Joe's got that beautiful lady up on his wall. (laughs) (laughs) It's art, okay? Some of us appreciate the form of the female body. (laughs) I do. I just, looks like you appreciate it a lot, Joe. (laughs) There's nothing over there. There's a TV. Um, Anyway, so (laughs) The Rock put out an Instagram video. A couple of months ago, or actually a while ago. I actually don't remember where it was. But the message he shared was awesome. So he's standing in Vancouver, Canada. 
And he says, I'm going to show you guys this view, pans out. He says, it's a spectacular view of one of my favorite cities in the world, Vancouver, Canada. Look, I've dropped my blood and sweat in the city, wrestled multiple matches in the city, shot big movies in the city. But one thing that a lot of people don't know that I wanted to share with you guys is when I was 22 years old, I came to the city for the first time. I was playing in the Canadian Football League, playing my first pro football game. I was playing for the Calgary Stampeders. We were playing the BC Lions. I was so excited. So up to this point, Rock, in college, pretty good linebacker. Played for Miami, was down there with uh, um, Ray Lewis and then Warren Sapp. They're all part of that Miami Hurricanes class. Um, and his whole dreams, ambitions, everything that he worked up to in his life at that point was playing in the NFL. So here he is, didn't make the NFL, doing everything he can to play in the Canadian Football League. So he's got these dreams, big dreams, big goals and amb ambitions. He's playing there. He says, two days later, I got cut. Dreams shattered, sent home with seven bucks in my pocket. I was like, wait, no, I got to play in the NFL eventually. Those are my big goals. That's my dream. You realize that playing in the NFL was the best thing that never happened because it got me here. Think about that. Like I'm, I've been thinking about this and it's crazy, right? Every, like he probably, he thought his world was over at that point, not living his dreams, not playing in the NFL anymore. And I feel so often we do that every day in our lives, right? There are goals, ambitions, and dreams that we're set on. We work our asses off to get we everything that we do in life is towards that goal whatever it may be nfl um you know any any dreams or ambitions hi <laughs> 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 standard you have to notice in the room right as soon as we get oh in oh my to a good rhythm thanks to joe <laughs> man that was good oh, that, was that was good timing I had a little bit of gas there. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> that was brutal. Okay. So 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 anyway, right? Getting like back on time. We, gonna be quiet. <laughs> we, <laughs> I saw that you were surprised. <laughs> the camera got that. That's the best part. <laughs> That's gonna be great. That's gonna be great. Um so so like going off that just to finish up what the rock said and then love to get into some discussion about this he says you got to realize we're gonna get our ass kicked we're gonna get the expletive kicked out of us <laughs> you gotta put that back in there <laughs> there you go he says you gotta have faith that the one thing you wanted to happen like a good podcast show today <laughs> oftentimes <laughs> is the best thing that never happened <laughs> So have faith and just keep that in mind and keep lugging away. And it's been so, so impactful to me to think at my point right now in life, and I'm sure you guys can probably do the same, and, and those listening as well can think that there's been this goal that you are either working towards or have worked towards, <laughs> have failed miserably uh, up to this point, and you're devastated and you're like, Geez, that was my whole objective. That was my whole goal. But it, goal in in hindsight, years down the road, you'll you'll come to understand that maybe it's a blessing in disguise that that never actually happens. Yes. 
<laughs> I was really open. I would go first. <laughs> oh, I want to hear your thoughts on it, Tanner. Because this is this is actually perfect one for you. Backdrop on Tanner stuff because he won't tell you this kind of shit. So I will. <laughs> so when we were in high school, Tanner was. I mean, we all liked extreme sports, but Tanner was by far the most talented at it and was racing motocross and actually winning in the Desert Series. So Tanner actually had a future in it. And then in a race that you're, I mean, you're beating kids by no, five, ten minutes. No, I wasn't beating anyone in that race. Okay. In the <laughs> series as a whole, you were like five <laughs> minutes ahead. I crashed in a motocross race, and I was, I'd crashed before in the same moto and then i crashed again and broke my back so let's yeah but the, the the backdrop is is that you actually had a path to potentially being professional in moto had you kept going on the path you were on you were far better than most people you would ride against by a long shot beating people by like five minutes which is insane so <clears throat> that being said then you break your back and you have your rock moment, which is kind of ironic that it's like a rock bottom moment. Dwayne the Johnson. Thoughts? <laughs> Thoughts, Tanner? Mm, I can see where he's coming from when he says that because life happens so fast in one way. One minute you're on top and the other you're laying there, can't feel your legs while they're tingling and you can't roll over or anything and everything you've ever done has been physical or kind of the masculine type thing and so basically your world turns does a complete 180 to where you're no longer the, this tough masculine guy you gotta be more of like one of those soft-hearted pussies i guess but <laughs> no not that's just messed up but it just changes your path and even those are tough me, just for the record i had yeah. to say that they're really tough yeah just like <laughs> it changed my path from doing what I thought would be motocross because that's all I could think about and do to doing stuff like speaking that I never would have thought I would have ever done. Like I absolutely hated speaking before and now it's like I'm <laughs> going to start speaking and doing that stuff. And like if you would have told me that before I broke my back, I'd have been like, hell no. I remember in church when you would have to read a scripture, you would just be like, mm, no, the, no, I'm not reading that. <laughs> they tried to no. get me to talk in church, and I'd be gone every Sunday. They tried. Well, that's weird. Sorry, Bishop. I was at it. Denner would take that? a talk, and then he wouldn't show I'm pretty, up. I'm pretty no, sure. No, I wouldn't I'm, take a talk. They'd just give me the talk, and i just, I'm not going to be there. We'll show you they'd guys. Say, they'd say, hey, um, we need you to give a talk in church. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, what week is that? I'm pretty sure I'm out of town. I've got to feed the dogs. <clears throat> Your family's here. What the heck, Danner? Yeah. yeah. But it is an, an experience that you've had in life where up to that point, right, everything has been working towards that goal. Uh, and it's... Man, life life is a cruel, cruel thing because at w the flip of a dime like that fast, your whole world can turn upside down, like you said. And and I, I really think that we all go through that at some point with with something in our lives. And and if you haven't, you can know and expect that that's going to happen to you. It's coming. Oh, just wait for and <laughs> right for it. Just just wait, but. But the amazing thing is, right, is what we do in those opportunities, what those times, you, you mentioned that you're, 
it's led you to a speaking opportunity. Um, these opportunities that you've had to, to speak, share your story that probably wouldn't have happened otherwise. I wouldn't have had a story like this. And, and it's not even necessarily that it's led me to this. It's, it's led me to a completely opposite life of what I would have thought. Like I can't, I still can't do a lot of the physical stuff, like physical labor stuff. Like I'm worthless when it comes to shoveling dirt or something like that. Like what guys should be able to do but it's given me a whole new window to help people mentally. Whereas I am very fortunate, I guess, to be hard headed as a son of a gun and mentally tough. But the only reason like I am mentally tough is because I've trained myself to be where, whether it was growing up and playing sports or just riding bikes and being the first one up the hill, like, Mentally, mental toughness is trained. It's it's a learned thing. It's not like like you can be born with it, but you can also develop it even if you feel like you don't have any. And so, it's led me to um, places of the opportunities to help impact people more yeah. mentally than anything else. So, developing this mental toughness. Interesting. I I 100% agree with you. I think that there are individuals that innately have it that are just tough individuals, and That's and it's terrible. in their in their chemistry and their makeup 100%. But I do believe that there, I think everything can be learned as well, developed, strengthened. Yeah. How how would you how would you advise people to de- to strengthen that mental toughness? Let's say let's say somebody's listening and they're like, "That's not me," but I want that to be me. How do they do that? Go do something that you don't want to do. And then when you do it, just do it for a little bit more. It's basically like it's as simple as that. It, whether it's running or physical or mental or like whatever you're doing, just do it for a little bit longer when you feel like you can't go anymore. And that's how you slowly start building mental toughness. Whether it's like if you're working out, if you're running on the treadmill or you're just running out in the open, just run and then as soon as you feel like you want to quit run for a little bit longer and then you'll realize that you can go even further than you think you can and then you just slowly build upon that and it's more of a foundation that you have to build first and then you can go up from there love that you brought up like exercise right building this mental toughness and i want to talk about the gym this wasn't one of my things that i wrote down but i want to talk about it because man i 100 percent agree i think in order to build toughness. There's so many lessons you can learn inside of a gym, but I think it's a great place to start to build that mental toughness. Now, for me, the gym is tough. (laughs) It's hard and it's supposed to be that way. And I think, again, making these comparisons from the gym into life, life is tough. Life is hard. But going in there, one takes a decision. You decide, all right, I'm ready for this to change. I want things to change. So I'm going to go work out, whether it be, I want to be faster on the treadmill. I want bigger muscles, you know, whatever it may be. Go in there and work out. Number one thing about the gym that I like, it's completely individual. What you put in, you, what you put in is what you are going to get out of it. And you go in there, you don't give everything you're going to come out one week, two weeks later if you're going for that long, if you continue on that path, and nothing's going to happen. And it's the same thing in life, right? 
It's all about attitudes making a decision. It's all about going in there and actually, like you said, right, doing things, doing them a little bit longer, giving it a little bit more every time. Yeah, and Tanner said something awesome that fits in with that because, number one, I I hate the gym. I sincerely hate the gym. (laughs) You guys both know this. I've been to the gym with both of you I mean, for those of you watching the video, you can see who who lifts and who doesn't lift. I'm at the gym. What's up, boys? Skinny fat. <laughs> Skinny fat. I got my six pack coming back. Yeah. So, uh, just for the record, I hate the gym. Uh, we all for real used though. To work legit, out. Like I, you, I really do you hate the don't gym. Don't like the gym. Still don't like the gym. What? I still don't, and I go all the time, and I still hate the gym. And that's part of what Tanner said was go do something you don't want to do. Yeah. And one of the, I think that principle right there is one of the most powerful um, things that people can actually learn. It's That's what discipline actually is, is making yourself do something you don't necessarily want to do. Yeah. And people want this, they want mental health, right? I talk about mental health all the time, mental and emotional health a lot. The truth of it is, is you can't take care of that stuff if you don't change something physiologically. You have to. Your mm-hmm. physiology has to change. Yeah. You have to. You know this. This uh-huh. is stuff we you you listen to all the time. Oh yeah, totally get this. And your physiology happens by doing something you don't want to do, and something that's going to help you get to where you want to be. Now, I don't really, based on results, I haven't really cared to be massively jacked or whatever. Mm-hmm. But also, Taylor doesn't want me to have um, a lot of fat and whatever. Yeah. And she likes me to be in a little bit better shape. So that's where I'm at right now. But but the whole point <laughs> of it is that <clears throat> when you do something you don't want to do every day, it builds discipline. I remember Tanner and I working together out at the shop. And I had to pick up pee bottles, right, out at the trucking yard. And one time, we, we're picking up all this these piss bottles, dude, full of pee that truckers are peeing inside of and chucking out of their trucks. It was from a truck, an old uh, truck stop that we just sold. And so we had to clean up the parking lot. And they had these <laughs> oh, cement man. barriers. And so the trucks would back up to the barriers. And then they would throw, throw their piss behind bottles it. behind the barriers. And So I would go up, and I'd pick up Dang. all of them by hand, throw them inside... You had, you had sweet gloves on, though. You had, like, these oh, mesh I, gloves that <laughs> they soak through really fast. The, the second piss would get on them, dude. they go all over me. Oh. So I, I'm throwing them inside of the, the tractor thing, right? And Tanner always used to say all the time, is that you or is that me? I don't know what's going on. Um, but all the time, I'd, I'd throw all these um, bottles inside of there, and Tanner would be like, it builds character, builds character, builds character. <laughs> yeah. But it, that was actually... I loved hearing that because it was like, hell yeah, you got to do something you don't want to do. Yeah. Because it's number one, it's either going to help you to get to where you want to be or it's going to help you have enough drive to do something you actually want to do. Or it'll show you what you don't want to do. And so it'll get you motivated to get your butt moving so that you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. I never wanted to pick up piss bottles again. (laughs) I mean, we, we were dumping them inside of the trash can. And there was tons of piss that had fallen right because, out all over so the So what happened is the bottles, <laughs> the dump, the bucket on the skid steer is too wide for the dumpster. So I was like, Colton, throw all the bottles in this side so that when I dump it, they'll all make it in. So he throws them all into that side. And well, we were slanted to my right and <laughs> oh, Colton's standing right on there. my right by the... Uh, <clears throat> by the trash can and so when i dumped all the piss bottles went into the trash can but all the piss 
hit the asphalt and splashed all over Colton. And Dude, he immediately oh. starts <laughs> just dry heaving. <laughs> dry heaving oh, and puking. And it was so gross, dude. I mean, it's like years old pee. But yeah. it built character. He realized that he did not want to pick up piss bottles anymore. And, and Tanner didn't want to drop pee on me either. So yeah. we both, we don't do that. So these these physical <laughs> physiological changes you were saying that have to happen, right? Like in the body and also in yeah. the mind. And it is kind of ironic to think about, but most people that are successful have some type of activity that they're doing mentally, but also physically oh, yeah. to help them grow. And and gym principle number two, right? You, you go into the gym, let's say you just throw some light weights around. Well, even if it's really, not in the gym, if you're doing some sort of activity, activity that's a working physical, out that's, typing thing, yeah, exercise. Well, well something exercise. that's not hard or challenging, right? right. You're not going to get growth from that. In the gym, the only way that your muscles are going to grow is by breaking them down. And the only way to break those down is to lift heavier loads than they're able to move. And it's the same thing with life, right? Like what we're talking about right here, those challenging moments that are going to help you grow and that are going to help you build, that's only going to happen if you add weight, if you're uncomfortable, not if you're comfortable. Because yeah. during comfort, you're not going to grow. Right, right, yeah. It, I'm, so in the gym principle goes into everything in life. Tanner, mm-hmm. Tanner exactly. is, is a great example of this. Um, he didn't, Tanner didn't actually like to talk to really many people. We had our group of friends, <laughs> yeah. and then we would fight kids that wanted to fight, and that's it. And it, Tanner would show up for that side of it, but he didn't actually want to talk to everybody. Didn't want to. And <clears throat> which is funny because now and now Tanner's he talks a, to everybody. And every time we go anywhere, everybody's like, "Tanner, what's up?" And he's like forced to because everybody loves Tanner I mean, now. He well, can't run away. What really happens is, yeah, I move so slow that I don't have a chance yeah. to run away. I oh, have to hurry. Sorry, so man. I've got about a five minute conversation by just walking by them. Sorry, dude, I gotta go, man. Exactly. <laughs> no, but that's that's a great example in and of itself, though. Is that what you were saying, Joe, is that really one of my favorite quotes is your your comfort zone de- determines your income zone. And I like that because, oh, yeah. yeah, good one, right? Mm-hmm. Kenny B stuff there. All right. So, but whatever you have with your comfort zone, if, you, if you'll get outside of that, that's even with making friends, with dating, with whatever. Uh, a lot of the time we already make decisions already that we decide, yeah, it's probably not going to work out or whatever. And we say the same thing with exercise. Like, I can't lift that much weight. Mm-hmm. I can only lift this. Or I can't run that far because I've, I've only run this far. And it's like, dude, you don't even know. You don't yeah. know if that person wants to be your friend. You don't know if that girl or guy wants to go out with you or not. And I mean, you, you try anyway. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> but, but taking a step out and even if, yeah. but you wouldn't ever know if you don't, you try, don't try it, if yeah. you don't ask them, if you yeah. don't take a step into it. So the action side of it, that's where physiology changes everything for you. And that's why hospitals are so important. That's why insurance and all that kind of stuff is such a big deal in America because our physiology is number one. That's what takes mm-hmm. care of everything else. If you, you're not physically okay, you're screwed on every other front. Yeah. So as much as I love the emotional and mental side of things, oh, dude, you that's keep your one. body. Yeah. That's number one. Oh, yeah. So, and I can attest to that because anytime I've let up on being at the gym, or anything like that. And same with Taylor. She could tell you the same thing. It's like, dude, our minds go to crap. No matter how good of a place you're in, what you're doing, whatever, 
you got to be doing something physically. I mean, they say it a lot, right? Like it's the way that our bodies were designed. We're, we're meant to be outside. We're meant to be doing physical activity. We're not meant to be inside watching TV, eating crappy artificial processed foods. We're not meant to, um, be sedentary. That's not the way our bodies are designed. And it's because when we move around, I mean, we do release those endorphins. It makes us happier, blood right. flow, and, and right. it just works everything. And when you do the opposite, right. everything just starts to deteriorate. Well, so, and, and, and it, I, I'm going to switch what I was saying. Is you don't yeah. have to. You don't have to. There's a lot of people that don't do it type thing, and they're happy people. But they're doing just something. Say, and they probably do something. Yeah. And somebody wakes up and they get going mm-hmm. in some way, shape, yep. or form. Yeah. But I will say this, and I will challenge anybody on this, that when you do something physically in the morning or sometime during the day or whatever, it does change everything physically. You know what, Colt? You're not saying when you do exercise because you don't want to do exercise every day. I do exercise every say, day. And I'm going to say... It's exercise. You got it. It's technically exercise. It. <laughs> it's more of the thing, too, that you have to get in the routine because once you get out of the routine of... Well, obviously, getting into the routine is the hardest part at first because it sucks so bad. Especially, I go to the gym at, in the morning, and I right now I'm just g- getting there at six o'clock. And just. there's some days where I'm just <laughs> <All> like, <right>. screw <laughs> this. Justice like I just want to, I just want to lay there and sleep in. But then it's like, no, just get up and go because by the time you sleep in, you'll sleep for maybe a half hour to an hour more. And then you wake up and you're like, I feel like such a piece of shit for sleeping in. And so that's, that's bringing back to like mental toughness. That's how you start building it is even by waking up a little earlier and going to the, going and doing what you need to do or what you need to get done. And then like when I don't go to the gym, my mind starts going just to dark places. And that's when I start getting depressed and, and start thinking these shitty thoughts. And so I think, the gym does so much more mentally than it does physically. Like your physical side, it's just a side effect. Like looking good, you're mentally going to feel good as well. But it releases so much more from my mind than anything. And like even for me, like I, there's days where I absolutely do not want to go to the gym at all. But I've <laughs> got to go to the gym or else my legs lock up. And then the rest of the day is shitty because I just can't walk. Like my legs are so tight that I'm like, oh my gosh. But like and i have to do it so it's like i kind of damned if i do damned if i don't but once you get there and just damned just if you get don't. the stuff done like my titties are so sore right now on my <laughs> arms and it feels so great because you feel like like yeah like, I like you never too. regret going to the gym when you're leaving you'll feel like garbage but you you won't regret you'll be like Hell yeah. Yeah, totally. and girls, if you think you're going to get buff and all this whatever scary things, <laughs> it's gonna dope. Happen. You're going to like it. <laughs> you're, and, you're, and there's other things you can buff. do too, <laughs> no, but lifting is pretty damn dope. So so I love this this topic that we're on. The, the next um, kind of subtopic that I had was a thought from Jocko Willing from Extreme Ownership. So he's he's got this principle that... Um, Man, I just forgot my word here. Discipline. So he's got this principle that discipline equals freedom, right? So, so we're talking about living a disciplined life here, right? The in the morning, you've you've got this routine, and this routine is to get up, to exercise, Tanner, to to work out, and when you do, you you realize you're you're a lot better off physically and also mentally. So, so Jocko Jocko says. 
Discipline starts every day when the first alarm clock goes off in the morning. The moment the alarm goes off is the first test. So think about this, and everybody listening, right? I want you to think about this. That first alarm clock that you set, and I say first because Jocko says he's got multiple alarms set. He wants to make sure he's up, right? So however many alarms you have off, the first alarm you set is the first test. It sets the tone for the rest of the day, right? Like exactly what we're talking about. Physically, you notice a difference from that point on, the decisions that you make with that first alarm. The test is not a complex one. When the alarm goes off, do you get up out of bed or do you lie there in comfort and fall back to sleep? If you have the discipline to get out of bed, you win. You pass the test. If you are mentally weak for that moment and you let that weakness keep you in bed, you fail. Though it seems small, that weakness translate to more significant decisions. So right there early in the morning, like we're discussing, right? We can either lie there in bed, you know exactly what's going to happen to it, to you with that thought process of being lazy, being weak and staying into bed. Early in the morning, that first alarm is your first test. Get up, get going, do whatever. You don't have to go to the gym, start going. So it's this principle, right? There's, there's also this saying, right? Our, our greatest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our greatest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. Why? Because with great power comes great responsibility. Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard Good of her. Quote. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so right as, as we get stronger, what does that mean? We're going to have to continue to lift heavy weights and we're going to have to keep increasing those loads to keep this strength that we've built up. It's the same thing in life. I, I believe people don't want to put in dedication, don't want to put in the work because it's going to mean you're going to have to remain that discipline to keep that level of whatever you're at. I agree. 100%. And I think people feel entrapped by that. They feel, I've got to keep on going. I have to keep on doing this, which is true, right? But yeah. they let that first thought of, gosh, it's going to remove freedom, which is why Jocko's saying this discipline leads to freedom. Why? So I'm going to read on a couple of other things that he said. So he said, nothing is easy. The temptation to take the easy road is always there. It's always within every decision that we have. It is as easy as staying in bed in the morning and sleeping in. Although discipline demands control, it actually results in freedom. When you have the discipline to get up early, you are rewarded with more free time. And I think that applies to everything in life, right? Discipline doesn't mean I'm going to be restricted, that I have to do these things. You're going to realize that as you do these things, it's going to create more freedom. So he says, like, right, as we're disciplined with money, we're going to be more rich. <laughs> Why? Because we're not just spending it right. foolishly. So there's this principle here that, that we're talking about, right, in the sense of getting up early, working out, going to the gym, making our body and our minds better. It's going to result to a better enriched life. But that smallest principle of discipline discipline equals greater freedoms is amazing. Mm. I think there's one other part to that too. I'm going to add one thing onto it. Spit it. Self-love. Yeah. It's worthiness. A ton of it. So mm-hmm. that same thing with the, the quote that you said, a lot of us don't, that we're not worried about that we're going to fail. It's that we're actually afraid of our successes technically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that whole side of it is part of the reason people don't do it. I was speaking outside of the freaking you mic again, Joe. I know you I saw you. Here, you guys. looked over at it. <laughs> like, oh my so gosh. I did that all right. last time, dude. <laughs> You'll get it. So, get it. but a, a lot of the time, people just don't think that once they start to have some success or they see some results in life, then they start to sabotage because they're like, dude, no, 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 no. I, it's mm-hmm. cool. I can handle just having like half of it because it is easier, like yeah. you're saying. Yeah. It's way easier. And on top of that, it's scary to actually um, decide to be confident in what you feel. Confidence is a, is a byproduct. We talked about that last time. It's, mm-hmm. it's, not, a, it's not a given thing. It's, it's literally a byproduct. And once you get some, then it's like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have this which is so dumb, but, but many people, I would say the majority of people start to question that because they're like, no, I don't deserve that. I don't deserve that for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And they just lack a bunch of what I would call self-love. They don't think they deserve it, which yeah. is a, a total bummer. So, yeah, I, th- I think that's big because without that mindset of, hey, I deserve this and I should continue to do these things, it is never going to progress. They're never going to keep on going. Yeah. They're always going to sell themselves short and, the, and, and that's stop not a, short of achieving and obtaining whatever it is that's out there for them. Yeah, and not to be confused with entitlement. Saying that I deserve something because it's okay for you to have something, to be confident, to have this or whatever... That doesn't mean that you're entitled to that. But when you do go and exercise, you're entitled to all the benefits of that. Yeah, you earn but it. there's like an there's an entitlement exactly. difference in that. Yeah. There's like an earned side. There, there's a difference feeling, of working and earning it than yes. just saying I deserve this without doing anything right. for it. That's that's the issue of I would say a pattern of today's world is entitlement mm-hmm. without work. And it, I think it gets spread to you. So this is actually like one thing that frustrates the crap out of me too. Because we, as a people, judge way before we understand. And I think that that in everybody, to a certain extent, believes that everybody's entitled. Oh my gosh, really? You deserve to be rich. You deserve to have muscles. You deserve to look good. You know, whatever, a family house, you know, a nice car or things like that. And we see people with these things and we're like, oh my gosh, like this, this person, they're so entitled. They want, they want to grow in their company. They want to grow in their careers. And, and we immediately label them with that. We don't know the work that's gone in behind the scenes for this individual if right. they have these things. And it drives me crazy because it's like there's – because people have that confidence and that mindset of, right, I'm going to put it out there into the universe and it's going to come to me, but I've got to do my part that people are like, you're just entitled. That's never going to come to you. It frustrates me. Right. <laughs> no, that – it's wishful thinking. What are you going to say? Well, it's just people say, oh, these guys are so lucky. And what they don't realize is that luck is a byproduct of the work that goes into it. Like people will say like, oh, I'm like me in my case, like I'm so lucky to have my legs walking and stuff. And like what they don't see is the 10 years of therapy and all the time that I've spent in the gym and doing that and working on walking again. Like, 11. Wheeling yourself home from Colton's house. Yeah, they don't realize... <laughs> all the pain and struggle that somebody goes through to get to where they are. The people that are rich, like some people are like, they might be born into it. But a big thing that has to play into that is the humility because people who are humble about it and they realize that they were definitely given, um, they had better hands than others into Mm -hmm. this life. Like, like 
honestly, even in in my case, like I've I'm very fortunate to be in. I was born into a a family of hard workers, and and we struggled, and like I watched my parents struggle, just like all of us have. But after watching them, like you learn to see what hard work does and where it can take you, and and for like us, we've at least seen what can happen when you work your ass off and and I feel like that's a pro, uh, something that kids kind of struggle with is that they don't get to see all the work that goes into making dreams happen and they see the final product yeah, they see the they see the kids up on the TV like mm-hmm. the NFL stars and they don't see all the blood and sweat and tears and the sleepless nights the and hard all the lives that, that they've gone yeah, through the hard to work point. like they don't realize that the struggle is what makes the person like if you if you don't have struggle in your life then once you get to where you want to be or even on that path then you will not appreciate it and that's the deserve and earned if you don't have like if you if you're handed keys to a new a new truck and you didn't even work any time for it like you aren't going to appreciate it but if you had to bust your ass and make ends like you had no choice but to succeed then you're going to appreciate the hell out of it. Like mm-hmm. it's so oh, yeah. there's people are just brought up differently. And that's where as a society, I feel like we're at kind of a crossroads is that all the parents have given their kids everything because the parents struggled so much growing up that they didn't want their kids to struggle. And so in that case, kids are becoming spoiled little shits and it's crippling. Yeah, it yeah, it really is crippling. It's butterfly effect yeah. we talked about. Yeah. So it's I I I completely agree. I I believe and and if you do look at very successful people, there are the small percentage, right? That everything has worked out in their cards. Maybe maybe things have fallen together. They haven't really had to go through anything difficult or tough. And and you know what? Good for them. Their their lives probably have been designed and meant to happen that way. But Everybody else, you look at everybody else who's successful, there is some extreme challenging story, difficulty, or obstacle that they've gone through in their lives. Like you can name any of the greats, motivational and inspirational, or just powerful figures out there in the world today, and they will tell you the same thing. It's because of this that I went through in my life that I'm at where I'm at right now. And it was, and it's physical, mental, emotional. I mean, some people had severe depression to where they, try to kill themselves a couple times and then finally on the last time they tried they realized that this wasn't the life they want to live and they want to help people and it's like it's through rock bottom that you really will find what you're meant to do or what you want to do and without mm-hmm. rock bottom then you wouldn't appreciate anything else yeah you know we're the rock where we're talking about earlier right it's it's ironic that it you have to really get to that point before your life really launches and goes off into the direction that it does. Now, now, like his example, right? It's taken him a long time. You think of that point when he was 22 to where he's at right now. What is he, like 50-something or you know, somewhere in there? I think so. And, and, and now that's like the biggest... Th- 30 years, though. It's yeah. taken him 30 years. How many people are looking at him like, dude, you're the most successful actor, entrepreneur out there. Like, I want that. You got to put in those 30 years. You got to hit rock bottom and then you got to build yourself up. Like it didn't happen overnight for him. Sure, he had a great career to fall back onto, a family that was in wrestling. But man, it took him a lot of work to get where he's at. And and I think, and I know that's what 
we have to do in our lives here. Realize that it's not something that's going to happen to me. We've got to put that work in. We can't wish for that easy life and, and want for that end result that other people have worked all their lives to achieve and to get. Well, and I'd even, I'd even put this to test. Um, I'm going to challenge a lot of people that may not like that I challenge on this. And I, but I'm, I'm going to do it because I love this. Do it. It's controversial to those that, um, I like religion. I do. I love, love my religion stuff. We live in Utah, so a great majority, almost more than half, a little more than half right now is what it's at. It's like 55% or LDS, right? Use, use the proper name. Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. There you go. So Respect. The, the issue is, though, is that a lot of times people especially in our group, our state here, rely on miracles to happen. They, they think that miracles will just mm-hmm. take place because mm-hmm. they have a mindset that that's what happens. Yeah. That's, I said this last time, too. We talked about this. I, I don't think that's the way God works. God doesn't just say, hey, look, just pray, and it'll work out. Yeah. If you look at any story, biblical even, if you're going to go into that, but anybody's stories... The miracle side of things comes after you decide, like, okay, I'm going to live. I'm going to live through this. I mean, you, you could look at so many people that have fallen out of airplanes or that their parachutes have failed completely, and they're falling to their death, and they survive, all because they decide, I'm going to live, man. I'm yeah. going to live. Yeah, and, it's powerful. <laughs> and, and, but it, for a lot of people... Um, they really do rely on what you were saying before that it's like, it's kind of wishful thinking. It's like, look, man, I want all the money in the world. I want a great body. I want to have a great sweetheart, a great wife, a great husband. I want to have a relationship with my kids and my family, but they they don't do shit for it. They don't do anything for it. And it's like, look, dude, I want you to have all those things too. And I can tell you what, whether you believe there's a creator or not, if there's one there, he definitely wants you to have it too. I don't. That's just no the way it would mind. be. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And which I do believe there's one. I totally think he wants you to have your cake and eat it too. There's nobody in the world that gets a cake and doesn't eat it. You get your cake and you eat it. So Gon's had a lot of cake. Yeah, I've had a lot of cake. That's why I got the. That's why you're so passionate about bad. this, Colton. It's not bad. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna eat my cake. One, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, but but that's that's a fallacy in it is that people think that I can have my cake and eat it too without actually purchasing the cake, without actually making the cake, without mm, actually yeah. going to get the cake, without mm. all the other stuff that's there. Cake doesn't just appear. That's that's not how life works. Yeah. So the miracle approach, the what I call the lottery ticket effect of everything, doesn't just happen. It does sometimes, and sometimes miracles just happen or by chance or whatever. But for the majority of it, just like Tanner was saying, like you're saying, dude, it's like it, it comes down to freaking hard work. Hard ten, work. Ten years of ther- therapy so you can use your legs. Dude, well, anybody that sees Tanner can see that because he's the hardest working bastard that I know. And it's it's frustrating to know that Tanner will outwork you in the gym I'll outwork you at work. I mean, some people. Yeah. <laughs> he you'll, does have the strongest back of anybody I know, which is frustrating. <laughs> Joe might have a bigger chest, but we're not going to talk about that right now because there's other reasons. But uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's short arms. <laughs> a little T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, but there's... it. it to me, somebody else could judge and say, I've got all this 
other stuff that like I've got my full leg movement or somebody else can say they have a Harvard degree Mm -hmm. or they grew up not in the hood or they grew up here or they had this and everybody compares to what everybody else is and they're like, yeah, but like I would like to have the work ethic Tanner does. I'd like to be able to do gym things like you do and have the positivity and people give themselves outs and backdoors all day long. And again, my opinion is, and it's not even my opinion, it just is what it is. It goes down to people not believing that they're worth it. Yeah. I th- and I th- no love. I think that's the biggest thing, right? It, it's it's definitely tied within love, but it's how we view that things should happen. A lot of people are waiting for external totally. things outside of them, their totally. environment to get better, their situation to get better. Once I heal, I'll be whole. And it's quite the opposite. It's like you said, there has to be this belief first before any of those things happen. We Some have to sort of desire something. We have to believe we're going to be successful. We have to believe that we are empowered before that success will come. We have to believe that we are healed before we can be whole. Like if you're broken from a relationship, uh, one of the uh, videos I watched says, right, you can, right now you can put your ex, you can tie him up, him or her, and shoot them off on a rocket and send them to the moon, right? You think that's going to be your problem. You move on to your next relationship. You don't change. All of your same problems are still going to be there with that next individual. And people are like, oh my gosh, once I get out of this relationship, once I find somebody else, it's going to be so much different. It's like, no, you've got to change. You still got to change. You can send all of your perceived problems away and you're still going to be in the same situation that you are. And I mean, put that with put that with anything, right? Not just relationships, like with, with money, situations, everything It's just in life. life. It's just life. Yeah. Like if, if you don't take accountability and responsibility for your actions, then you're basically just living life as one big joke because until you're able to take full accountability and responsibility for everything that happens in your life, even if it's something you don't have control of, you still put yourself in that place somehow. Mm -hmm. And so once you take accountability for everything, then you are in control of your life because at that point, things stop happening to you and they start happening because of you. Yeah. And, and I think that's something people struggle with is it's they it's so easy to find an excuse of why they can't do something instead of just finding an excuse of why they can do it. Yeah. And it's that hard work. And even going back to like um like religion, like even if you're not religious, you you you'll pray. Like if you're religious, you pray. And if not, then you you manifest to the universe or whatever. But either way, it's basically the same thing. You're hoping for the best, and if you don't put it in the work, then the best is never going to happen to you. Yeah, and you can't, you can't sit there and bitch about why, like why is Joe better than me at this? And it's because Joe works his ass off, and you sit on your ass and do nothing. Like it's it's <laughs> well, as simple yeah. as that. It's so, the yeah. accountability. There's a funny thing I have to say this because this is perfect, perfect <laughs> thing to talk about on this. People will say all the time, especially in i'm going to say religious culture they'll pray over their food and they'll say please bless that this will nourish strengthen their body especially in utah right that's the oh, that's yeah. the phrase but people will pray over their food and say and pray that it'll give them all the nourishment they need or whatever and they're eating a damn big mac and it's like dude you, mm. okay that's another part of that that's exactly <laughs> the point <laughs> yeah if you want to be healthy 
say your thanks for deciding like, okay, you gave me a dope brain that I can actually process that this stuff is not going to be healthy for me. You don't need to pray for that. Go and freaking find something. Not going to change. And do it. And (laughs) say thanks for it. That was actually the whole example of prayer anyway. So anyways, it's, it's interesting that that's that you said that too manifesting to the universe or whatever it is that you believe in mm-hmm. you like you were saying you make the choice you yeah. at the end of the day if you don't believe that something could happen or that you could actually make a difference then then you're screwed and yeah. one of my mentors Brett his name is Brett Harvard he uh, his biggest mantra is being open and if you decide something for you you're officially closed. So if you've decided that you can't have something or that that stuff doesn't work for you or that it's only going to be a miracle, you're Mm -hmm. totally right. The second you open up and see that there could be another option, dude, that's when miracles happen because that's when you actually start to do stuff. That's when everything comes. And that's that's what you're talking about, a belief that maybe something else could happen. Just staying open. That's awesome. That's some great advice. Yeah, there's, there's... there's this principle out there that there's nothing more powerful than the human mind once it has made its decision. Right. It's so hard to change somebody's mind. Like you can't, it's so hard to change your mind once it is set. And and I know me, I'm headstrong. Like I'll go in that direction whether I'm wrong and I know I'm wrong and other people say I'm wrong, I'll still do it and I'll end up wrong. You do it because (laughs) people say like, oh, you can't do that. And then you're going to prove them wrong. Like you're going to do everything in your power to prove them wrong that you can't. And and, yeah. Well, I think all three of us have been in that realm where our whole goal is to prove someone wrong, which works. It works. Not all the time. Not all the time. It does work. Because it has to come down to like you finally deciding like you want it or I want it or you want it type thing, you know? Once that becomes the factor that it's about you and not about somebody else, that's where the real power comes from. But again, going back to that rock principle, right? Like everything's going to be for your benefit. Like whether you can say I achieved that goal or I didn't achieve that goal, there's going to be valuable things that you'll learn in either of those situations. It's just like, that saying of shoot if you shoot for the moon and miss you're still going to land land among the stars mm-hmm. and it's like if yeah. you no matter what you do as long as you're doing something it's going to be more beneficial than doing nothing yes like that's like going back like how we we're talking about what you eat and whatnot like that's one thing i cannot stand is when people bitch about being fat it's like get up off your fat ass and go do something <laughs> like i was paralyzed i couldn't move my from the chest down i couldn't do anything and i'm walking so obviously you can stop stuff in your face and get up off your ass and go do something like so i have no sympathy for people who who can't do that because it comes down to the self control stuff yeah oh, it's yeah. like just yeah. learn some self control learn some mental toughness put the donut down and eat something else or just don't eat it yeah. Like that's that's one thing that I just agree. gets oh, yeah. me pissed. It's it's again, right? You are responsible for it's the situation that you're in. Yeah. Like nobody in that situation, nobody's force feeding yeah. you this food. As long as you're an adult or have the opportunity to make those decisions for yourself, you're deciding what to eat. You're yeah. deciding that you're gonna put those unhealthy things in your mind, pray over a Big Mac and hope that it makes you healthy, yeah. nourished. I'm gonna and get full. all my nourishment. Like, there. Yeah, there's nobody my, else that you can blame slime. yourself. And there are so many people that are in worse situations that are doing so much more 
anymore because you don't have that accountability or as Jocko would say, the extreme ownership, (laughs) taking ownership of your life, right? And actually making those changes. Tanner used to piss me off, by the way, because of that. This The exact thing that he just said, it used to make me so mad (laughs) because it would always be like, I would boob about something stupid, right? First world problems. And I'm like, dude, I am so bummed about this. And he's like, oh, dude, that must be so hard. You I like that you use the word boob like a verb. Yeah. Yeah. Boob. You got, well, <laughs> it's because you would, yeah. People would complain about stuff. And then, and I, I wouldn't even give a shit, honestly. I just, you still I don't. poke fun at it, is what I do. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I'm a bit of a smart ass. And so, whenever, like, I was at the a gym the bit. other day and this trainer's sitting there <laughs> and he's training a guy. He's like, oh, man. I tweaked my back so bad. He's like, my leg hurt so bad. And I looked over at him. I said, man, that must be rough to have back problems. <laughs> oh, I know, pussy. you're such a dick. And he just started laughing. Because <laughs> it's true. The truth of it is, though, is in when you have a friend like Tanner and you see him get oh, paralyzed, man. you see all the stuff he's going through, then all of your stuff really feels really dumb. So, yeah. which is which is helpful, thanks to Tanner. We all have better perspective in life. And on top of that, you've reminded me about 500 times that I'm being a puss about something, which has always been helpful, and I used to hate it to no belief, but but the truth of it is, it really does come down to accountability mm-hmm. and being responsible, taking responsibility for what you've got. And for those that do have excuses and there's things that have happened and whatever else, at the end of the day, you're a perfect example. I mean, maybe let's say you have a thyroid problem, right? That's like one of the number one things that people that are overweight will say is that I have a thyroid problem. It's like, yeah. dude, you might. You totally you might. Very well might. Yeah. And if you do, there's still a way you can still be healthy and um, still have zero excuse on other sides of it. So let's let's get moving. Let's find some sort of alternative to be happy, to be healthy, to whatever. Because that's still not an excuse for you to be a lazy pile. It's just no. not. Yeah. And, and, and it people will use it yeah. as that, right? Well, oh, it's an excuse. No matter what I do, I've got a right. I've got a bad thyroid. Everybody I, if I eat this, or if I eat that, I can't. Right. I can't go. Cause I've got a bad back. Well, yeah, you got a bad back because you weigh four hundred pounds, you fat ass. <laughs> like it's it's as simple as that. And well, and it, Braden, Braden, uh, my brother, Braden. I hope he hears this because I I love talking about this, and he's actually exercising now. But that kid is huge, dude. He's strong. He's a big. He's got yeah, so much strength. Everybody who's ever seen um, the Avengers when the Hulk takes Loki at the end of it and slams him <laughs> side to side, my brother Braden did that to me at my bachelor party. It was the scariest experience of my entire <laughs> life. the funniest thing I've ever he's, seen. He's like Bryce Bringer strong. He's terrifying. Didn't he go up against Bryce? Yeah, and they were rivaling each <laughs> yeah. other. And Brayden doesn't even work out, right? Oh so Brayden's been exercising. He's out in California now, and he's strengthening things up. And all of a sudden, all of skateboarding and all that kind of stuff works out better for him. And it's because he's such a big dude. And he would always tell me, I can't go snowboarding with you. I can't go do this with you. I can't go wakeboarding because... My knees are hurting. My knees hurt, and they, I just don't want to hurt them worse. And it's like, dude, that's that's playing not to lose. Yeah. That is playing not to lose. And when you play not to lose in life, you lose. You lose. Every time. So go and exercise. Go and work things on. Go work things out with people you don't like. Get out of your comfort zone, because when you do... That's when you'll win, or you'll see that you're doing something that didn't work, and you can switch it. Yeah. And, and that's awesome. That's so, awesome. So there's there's this thing with complaining, right? Like, what what good does it do? Like, if you're just sitting there and you're not doing anything, I, and I've got an honest question. Like, and I I was thinking about this because I was like, oh, I want to ask this question. When when was the last time you complained? And like, 
like give it a second take take a thought about it i already know man. and <laughs> for me it was last night going to um my my class my certification class i was like oh my gosh i don't want to go there it's so boring and i i remember legit i was complaining that i had to go there and sit in this class to learn for something that i signed up that i wanted to do and now <laughs> i had to go to it so i was complaining but what when was the last time that you complained colton and what did you complain about um i complained the other day man um <laughs> really funny so so i i'm just going through a big change with a lot of things right now switching up career stuff switching up a whole bunch of things sex change yeah we're proud so, of you we're proud so of you buddy i <laughs> dude, stop that stop that so no i uh <laughs> i'm not not but oh, i've man. had some friends that have done it it's good for them pumped for them i guess do anyways so anyways <laughs> anyway so but the other day i had to register a car is a recent thing that i was just really bitching about and it was because i did not want to i didn't want to register this car that i just got number one it's a better car than what i had uh -huh. number two selling my other car made me twice as much and i got a similar priced car for, that was way nicer and I was over there boobing about the fact that I had to go and register it. And um, the thing that was the most frustrating about it is that I had to get insurance and I had to call and cancel my other insurance. And I was so frustrated on the phone calling because the person couldn't find my account. And it was really because I didn't do my part. <laughs> Poor and, agent. <laughs> and find the actual number. Jeez. And I had it under the wrong name. It was actually under my wife's name. So I'm losing my mind on this lady going... Lady, I've got an account with you guys. I've had it for years. Frickin' find my thing. It's combined with my home insurance, all this stuff. It, my wife's the main person on it. So I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm the secondary person. That's pretty funny. So I didn't even notice that. And I'm like freaking out at this person. So I, that's what I was boobing about recently was that. Man. That's it. And I don't know if you've got one. Yeah, I don't really hear you complain a lot. But Tanner does. But what, oh, I what was... I'll what was the last thing? Stuff. What was the last thing you uh, complained about? Yeah, really, Tenor likes to bitch. I <laughs> well, I was complaining today about how much I have to piss because I have to pee like every twenty minutes when I drink protein sometimes. So, mm. but it's also like it sucks because like like I it takes me twenty minutes, well about twenty five minutes to get from my house to work, and that's cooking, and so. Like, I know if I leave, I have to take a leak, and then I'm out the door heading to work, and I usually am having to take a leak right as I get off the off-ramp, so it's like I'm booking it in there. Oh, but um, but it's just like... is That's like, like something legit to complain about. Though. Oh, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> and so, but like when you're taking Throw a leak every, card out every 25 minutes, like when you're peeing that often, it's just like, man, this sucks. But then at the same time, it's like, well, at least I can pee and I don't have to cath anymore. So it's like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> this when is another one it, of those bangers, Tanner lands where he's like, I used to have a catheter well, for a while. When you put it in that, yeah, I know. It's like, doesn't seem that shocking. And it's like, dude, have you I ever had a catheter that, in your penis? It sucks. I have not. <laughs> it's terrible. And Tanner used to do it all the time. And it was like, it's yeah. just what he had Every to do. Time I had to, yeah. But that's how I had to take a leak. And, but it's, and so like for me, like, it's like, yeah, it sucks, but it's better than the alternative be, of, yeah what it was but i guess i even complain about getting up in the mornings like i there's mornings where it's like man, i just wish i could just stay asleep forever because i wake up and then it's like gosh 
damn like reality hits like of just the legs don't work or like i i know what i have to do to continue doing what i am trying to do and and so it's it's almost like i complain about waking up and being in a prison but in reality like I'm pretty lucky because I have my arms and my hands and I've got my legs and everything back to where the grip like of the I've, gods. I've seen I've uh, seen a lot of people have gone through breaking their neck or whatnot. And I mean, there's a, a buddy of ours in Australia. I've never met him, but just through social media, this Brad and right. he's a like I saw a video of him. His buddies threw him into or jumped into the pool with him and he's sitting there floating. And I was just like, like. I was so stoked just to see him do that because like you watch his videos of how he's got his, like he has to run his phone. Like he, he can't use his arms really at all at all. And he has to use his phone. He has to grab something with his teeth and then push his phone on then put it back in the holder and then talking to the stuff. So like for me, he was one of the best wakeboarders in the world. Yeah. So it's like life happens and it could always be worse. And so it's like, you just like complaining, like everybody's complaining. Like nobody's not going to complain at some point about something, but it's just complaining for that quick second and then being like realizing how lucky or fortunate you are. Like I don't know. It's looking for the good more so than the bad in life. Yeah. So so there's this kind of backstory that goes with this too. Why why I wanted to talk about complaining. So you guys knew who Jackie Robinson is, right? Hardly. First African American, the uh, sign a contract in the major leagues, you know, that guy. Uh, so it's interesting, right? It was written. So he had some pretty crazy things in his contract when he signed this deal back in 1947. It was written in Jackie Robinson's contract that he wouldn't complain even when people were spitting at him. You believe that? The. This this guy that's telling this story he says the amount of tolerance, anger, and resistant restraint Jackie must have had was enormous. We can all learn a few things from him, right? And it's it's the same thing. What's what's the point of complaining, right? Like, sure, I'm sure Jackie Robinson didn't like this. This was in his contract that he signed, but he's doing the thing that he loves, right? We can look on the brighter side. Like, what's the point of complaining going to do? If he would have gotten upset. You know, somebody had spit on him. It's not going to do anything. We can complain in our lives that we have to register our cars or, or go to a class. Um, but but what's the point? What's the effect? Like what you were saying, Tanner. What's it going to do? What's is it going to make anything better? And and I also agree, right? There there are some things that you know. It's sometimes we need to let that stress out that we can complain and just just get all that negative out, right? You, sure. you got to get it out. I say better out than in. And then you can move on. But that's the key principle there, right? Move on. And so I, I thought that was amazing. When I first heard that, I was like, dang, this guy had it in his contract to not complain when people spit on him. And that's I was like, gnarly. that is crazy. And right. what are the things that we complain about day to day in our yeah. lives? It was just like, what's the benefit well, of that? Why do we do that? Well, and I've, I've got an answer for that, we, which I think we've chatted about before. I think a lot of people like to complain because it's the victim side of it. They get a little bit of pity. They get a little bit of whatever else. And so there is a payoff for people when they do it. The problem is it doesn't actually get them what they want. 
It's kind of like a self victory. Yeah, like, it's like yeah. a self victory, and it's like, dude, I'm I'm getting a little bit of attention. Mm-hmm. The kids do it all the time. Little kids are the best at freaking complaining and throwing tantrums and whatever. And it's like, dude, that doesn't get you what you want. Yeah. And you'd think that when we become adults, that we'd figure that out. But we also look to our parents, who also play victim all the time, and they do all the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. so we're like, well, there's got to be a payoff for it. So I'm gonna boob and bitch and complain like my parents did when they when I was in the car with them. Like, dude, Tanner's been in the car with my mom and me before. My mom is probably the most insane driver I've ever been in the car with, <laughs> and she is besides you terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I think Braden's scarier like son, than me. Like just mother. For the <laughs> Braden's way worse than me, but yeah, dude. I there's one place that I get more angry than anything, and it's on the road. And there's a reason for it. I saw it all growing up, dude. Oh, I saw it all growing up. Yeah. And my dad even does it, and and my brother does it, my sister does it. And and now I'm teaching Taylor really well how to get upset in traffic, and she used to not get upset at all. So it, it's interesting how that works because we we see other people doing it, and so we're mm-hmm. like, okay, that's part of it. Part of it is also that we're going to get some attention, that we're going to get some pity, and we're going to get something that is going to feel somewhat like love or or whatever it is that we that we're really wanting the friendship or whatever. Yeah, somebody to care about you. It just doesn't actually get it. Yeah. It just doesn't. And and I liked what Tanner shared, right? Like when when we think we have it hard or we think our situation is bad, just think about others who have had it worse or at times in your life when you have had it worse yourself. Um, and I think that that will be an instant like attitude adjustment, a changer there. Be like, yeah. you know what? You're right. could be a lot worse than it is right now. I actually don't have anything. To, I shouldn't be complaining. Yeah. Well, and, and just for the record, Tanner complaining about wheeling home from my house when I broke my back when I was 12 Tanner pushed me over while we were in my basement so I'm not really worried about it he can call me an asshole all he wants it's the same thing like when you said you broke your tailbone and then you're jumping around on the Wendy's chairs with it backwards like riding it like a horse and then girls walk in and you're like oh Oh, dude I milked it so hard I milked that so hard because the first everything the first oh dude I was the best at complaining I had a really high pain tolerance, but I loved to boob about it. No, you're just love to boob about it. We'd be playing no. basketball, and the basketball would hit you in the head. You drop to the floor in the fetal position, like. <laughs> that was my dad that did that. You know that was Kenny. B. I know, but I've watched you run <laughs> yeah, around like don't a chicken. Even give me that. You run around like a chicken with its arm but cut there, off too. There was a there was a, pay, there was a payoff for that. Like especially in high school, I would totally play that <laughs> card so hard because it was like, in. I didn't have the handsome shit you guys did. I wasn't this big, nice kid. Dude, I had zits, all sorts hair? of stuff. Come on. Dude, bleached hair. <laughs> Eminem wannabe. Yeah, Eminem <laughs> wannabe with, with my face was exploded your, with Your tight acne. wife beater that you took photos shit, in? Shit, dude. Don't even talk about it. So I, You weren't handsome? What? <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't, I, I mean, and I wasn't like an ugly kid, but I, I didn't look like Josh Roberts, right? Or Tyler or Tanner or you. I looked like Colt. Yo, I, I was, was fat in middle school and high school. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not in that list. Okay, we'll put each other in the same list then, Joe. I was short and my face was covered in acne and it wasn't the most attractive thing. Yeah. And uh, But you could talk. But you could. You were a talker. I was a talker and part of that was my complaining. Made laugh. Oh, yeah. And I would totally just be like, oh, poor me. And then girls would be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'd be like, girl, come on in. <laughs> and and that's how I played it though, which was yeah. so dumb. And I got in a super big trap for a long time. But people get stuck in that same trap because they get used to feeling something 
from complaining. Yeah. They get stuck in feeling something from doing their crap that they do. So it's like, instead of going to the gym, they wake up and they put a notice on Facebook that says, I wish people would stop fat shaming. It's really hurtful. And it's like, no, 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 no. Get on the side of just saying that it's not about the fat shaming thing. It's about the fact that when people talk about fat things, that's it's hurtful. It's hurtful. It is. And it's not yeah. about talking about them being fat. It's about the fact of if you want to be fat, great, dude. Be fat. If you don't want to be, don't be fat. You can do whatever the hell you want. Just don't don't boob about something you're not willing to do. That's yeah. it. That's it. And I got trapped in that same thing because I got something out of it. It's interesting that you say that, right? That people get caught on these emotions. And I think it's as well, like, right, why people stay in a bad relationship, why people stay fat. Because that's a reaction that they're used to. At least they're feeling something. They're feeling bad. They're feeling negative about themselves. Consistently. If they change, there's going to be an unknown that's going to be associated with that. They're not going to know what feelings, like, they don't know what that change is going to be like. It could be worse. It could be bad for a while or it could be better, but they're more happy feeling something in that moment, which could very well be negative right. than giving that up to feel something different. They brainwash themselves to where feelings that depression feels happy to them almost because it's a feeling of, I don't know. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, my like I, um, like people go through these these struggles, and from the outside view looking in, it's like, what are you doing? Like, do you not see that this is just destroying you? But then, in their view, nothing's wrong. Like this is completely normal. Like a bad relationship. Like my sister went through a a divorce, and from her point of view, she couldn't see anything like any flags or anything going on. And from our point of view, it's like mm. there are so many things that are going wrong right now. But when we're in that moment, we don't see what is wrong. Like we we're, we almost have Telling blinders on where story. we're tunnel vision. Like mm-hmm. we can only see a certain way. Whereas as soon as as you realize it, because we have to realize it ourselves, because if other people are trying to tell you what to think, you're going to think the opposite. It's like, no, nothing's wrong. And as soon as as you open your mind and you're like, whoa, and you take a step back, it's like, holy cow, like, what have I done? Yeah. And so I think that's another thing that people just it's crazy. get and, stuck on their ways. And you hope that people don't get stuck in that forever yeah. because it could be years down the road. Yeah. Like, it's it's good to have that realization and to step back every now that's and then why and just evaluate. people think that there's people that are judgmental. They're like, you're judging me. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, yeah. people actually give a shit about you. That's all that it is. Open it, your mind and, and see And maybe that. they just don't know how to word it. I know tons of people that have said things to me that I'm like, wow, what a dick. Yeah. But really, it was like the best feedback I probably could have received. I mean, I even, I got some feedback a, a little bit ago that was like, yeah, you can't do what you're doing. You need to switch it. I got that feedback last year too. I, it, it happens all the time where it's like somebody tells me yeah. something and I'm like, yeah, I needed to hear that. And some people aren't open to that. It's the same concept from earlier, right? Yep. Some people just aren't open to hearing exactly what you're saying, Tanner. It's like some people don't want to hear that. They're like, no, because I don't want to see what the alternative is, right, Joe? I yeah. don't want to see whatever that is. And it's like, y- you do. 
You do. Yeah. You totally do. Yeah. You're freaking miserable, man. You're miserable doing what you're doing. At least just try. And if not, the coolest thing about that whole situation is that people think that if they try something, they're going to lose all sorts of stuff. And it's like, where are you going to be if you try that and it doesn't work out? Where are you going to be? Exact same spot where you are. Exact same spot where you are. You're not <laughs> yeah, going anywhere. Before you tried that. Yeah. So it's 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 you have zero to lose. You might as yeah. well just try something. And people are like, no, but emotions change. And it's like, I know. And emotions are what change people. So go change your emotion about something by trying something. Yeah. So they're just lazy. And it's and that's I feel that that's like in my opinion, the two two of the biggest inhibitors our laziness, and then the lack of accountability. Yeah. Because with those two things, you can have an excuse for anything. Because if you say you're, like, I can't do that because I am I have X problem or I have this or that. And then it's like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Like, the laziness and the accountability are two of the biggest problems that I feel people struggle with. And once... They just start taking accountability and then stop stop being lazy. It's like it's amazing how your world will just start getting so much better so fast too. It's not like it's gonna take you forever. Like working out, how to go from to like say you want to bench a hundred pounds more. It's like that's gonna take time. But yeah. if you just start going, it's like you're gonna start climbing the mountain. It's like you can't jump to the top of the mountain in one bound, but you sure as hell can jump or walk up it's little by little by little and it's not like you have to just continually go it's like even if you go a little bit and then you can kind of take a break or but it, you just can't fall back completely on your ways because then you'll be back to zero and that's how you become a victim and you don't take accountability is because you say poor me why me instead mm -hmm. of just doing what needs Try to be done me. yeah <laughs> yeah and that's it's just like people say that you don't tr you don't want to just try because trying's kind of like a half-ass effort as to being all in or something but trying's a hell of a lot better than not doing anything at all yeah, yeah. less uh less brown has this quote right he says anything worth doing is worth doing wrong and what like he means that. by that right like if you know how to do something right do it right if you don't know how to do it if you try and if you fail yeah. miserably, at it, miserably at it, right, like what we've been saying, you should try something and do it wrong because you're going to learn and you're going to grow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, a yeah. lot better than not trying at all. So that um, that Jason Harward we were talking about, right? Mm -hmm. So Jason, we, we went to the jazz game a couple weeks ago and we got in this argument about hope, the word hope and about the word try. Interesting. And it was really interesting because yeah. of my interpretation of it versus his is all it was is the way that we view it. Uh, mm -hmm. I like the word hope. I, oh, I yeah. like the word try. I don't like the word try and just like, oh, I guess I could try. <laughs> but it's like, it, I guess I could try and then they do it. It's still doing it. And for mm -hmm. him, it's like, no, there's no trying. There's no such thing as trying. You either just do it or you don't. It's like, yeah, I get that. But like, I like the liaison of like trying. Yeah. Like what Tanner is saying is like, you might as well just like, just try it. And it's like, okay, the give a mouse a cookie side of it thing. It's like, all right, cool. Give me a little cookie and maybe, maybe I'll go get a, a whole cake. I'm down with that. Yeah. I love that Les Brown quote. Mm -hmm. So dope. Because yeah. even at that, it's like, all right, I'm totally cool to F this up. And if I do, I went for it, man. So now yeah. I'm keen to just go try it again. Yeah. Hopefully. 
That's also another misinterpretation, which if people have a misinterpretation on failure, they should go listen to your podcast from last week. Cause that was like <laughs> exactly. a 60 minutes full of that. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah. And, and I like it, right? You guys are essentially saying the same thing there, right? Do or don't try is an action and try is doing right. And so I get what he's saying, right? Either go totally. for it or don't do it at all. But but trying is going for it. Trying it is doing something. Trying is not the opposite of not take and and not taking action. Right. Right. Try, Just try it. Yeah. yeah. It's not necessarily like, the, but trying can be also played in to be like a half-assed attempt. Like I tried. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, like and but even if you do it half-assed and you fail, it's if it's only really failure if you don't learn from it. As yeah. long as you learn what not to do, then you have some more. You have something that you at least know now that, okay, this way, what well, doesn't work, so maybe I'll try this. Yeah. So, it's, like, you can only truly fail if you quit. Like, exactly. once you quit... Tanner listened to the episode I last know, week. Yeah, 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 that. He's on the yeah. same page. <laughs> well, that's pretty much what we were talking about last week. Yeah. I love it. But no. it's because we're on the same <laughs> just, frame of mind. Yeah, you just... Exactly. That's the thing Tanner is, always uh, says that's just common sense. He's it like, is now common you're just sense. Thinking, now you're just thinking like a man. Yeah. <laughs> that's yes. what Tanner always says. Stop being a pussy and do it. <laughs> exactly. And I've got to tell myself daily, stop being oh, a yeah. pussy and just yeah, do it. Yeah, Tanner, just stop worrying about the fact you're paralyzed, you big puss. Jeez. So I think that's something, too, that people don't realize. I I, I want to share this thought and then I want to go for like final thoughts, anything else that you guys yeah. have to say. But but right, I think that that's something that people don't realize, right? That you constantly tell yourself that every day, right? I constantly watch motivational videos every day. Why? Twofold. I need that motivation every day. Like I'm weak. If I didn't have that, just like if I didn't exercise, my whole day is going to be different. And then two, like I want to develop it. I want to get better. I want to know these words, these phrases, and these sayings. So I'm building up my knowledge and my experience with it. But just most importantly, you, just a quote for you. Do it. You'll love this. Yes. You're a quote person. I love quotes. Uh, my, one of my favorite quotes my dad used to say to me is motivation isn't permanent. Neither is bathing. That's why we, yeah. we, I say that you do it every day yeah. type of thing. So anyways, I keep going. It. Keep going. Well, uh, so, so here's my final thought. Here's going. my final thought on that, right? This word motivation, I believe we have made it to be something that it's not. Motivation is shit. Like it doesn't exist. This word motivation, you don't watch a video and then get motivated and go out and conquer the world. No, that's, that's not how it works and that's not what happens. It's a decision and it's a thought process. Like like we've been saying throughout this today, right? You have to decide you're going to act. You have to do. Watching a video is not going to make you do something. You actually have to commit, take ownership, take accountability, and then you have to go out there and act. So I agree, right? Like motivation is not something that's going to constantly be around because it's going to come and go. What's going to be more important is those habits that you develop, discipline, training yourselves to do these hard, difficult things over and over and over again because some days I'm not motivated. Right. <laughs> then what? Man, if I didn't have habits in place, if it's not things that I've forced myself to do that's uncomfortable that I don't want to do, I'm not going to do it. And so, I, dude, I, I love it because motivation is just shit. It doesn't exist. You could always call your friend Tanner too and he'll... He'll just tell you. I know oh, this guy's dude, up and out the door before I so am. Hard, like, holy crap. Yeah, Tanner's most favorite quote. Oh, dude, you're up at seven. Cool. <laughs> nice. I've gotten more done in the past two hours than you I've have. I've already in the been to therapy and the gym. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's, Last thoughts, Tan. Even 
like just how you're saying though it's it's so you you say that motivation isn't real but all you really have to do is you have to find what works for you and for works for you is watching those videos like you figure you figured out what triggers you have to use to get you into that frame of mind type thing yes and so if people can just figure out the triggers that will get them motivated whether it's listening to music like some people they just listen just just straight death metal and that's what pumps them up and it's whatever can get you into that point of or frame of mind to where you feel like you can conquer anything like do whatever you need to do and and take accountability for it and by golly just just like nike hit it out of the ballpark when they said just do it like yeah. it's it's as simple as that just do it yep and getting into routines like the best thing you can do is get into a routine of what you want to do and what you want to accomplish build your life around like if you have an end goal then break it down into little pieces of what you must do in order to get to accomplish that and don't you don't have to accomplish everything at once just take it little by little and then you'll slowly grab more and more and then once you get momentum then that's when you really start kicking that routine in the ass and but yeah that just I just say just totally keep going and even on the days that you don't want to do it those are usually the best days to do it because after you're done doing whatever it is you feel better than you do on the days where you feel like a million bucks like it's the days that you feel like shit is when you really grow the most and so don't be a pussy and (laughs) some booty and just do it i love it just i love it. it I'd say my my final thought and my invitation to anybody listening is to open up. Open up. Open up to failure. Open up to success. Open up to different things. Open up. You don't you don't know. You think you know because you've made all these decisions. You got all these fears and beliefs about crap that's gonna happen. You don't know. Just mm-hmm. just open up. And maybe you're right. And you could totally be off too. And so open up to the fact that you could be off. You could totally be off. Open up to it. If you do and you give it a whirl and do all the stuff that we've talked about today, really getting out of your comfort zone as a whole, you just might find your little golden nugget you're looking for. And you might be finding a scab on your arm like Tanner too. <laughs> you just <laughs> So open up. Squishy, squishy. That's it. Love it. Awesome, mate. Hey. Guys, the conversation's been awesome. It's been great. I've I've enjoyed it discussing these topics and principles with you. Um, for everybody that's listening, I hope that you're able to take something from this episode today. And again, that it will enable you to live your optimal life so you can make the world around you a better place. It doesn't make sense to to change yourself and to keep these things selfishly for you. Share share them. Share them with the world around you. And if you, there was something that was inspiring and motivational that's going to enable you to act from this <laughs> episode man. share it with them. Uh, and r- real fast, it, it's interesting. They, I've had a lot of people ask me, how are you going to make money with your podcast? And I'm like, I haven't even thought about that. What I want to do, I would much rather help a million people rather than make a million dollars. So when I say share this, I honestly want you to share it so that other people can get the benefit of the messages that are said here. Like so I, please do. I could care less about making money off of this 
making money in general. Um, so, so do share it with that intent to help other people around you. Maybe something that's said today will, will help them in their lives to, to finally get the courage and the strength and the accountability to make changes in their own personal lives. Tanner Colton, thank you guys for being here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, I just want to remind you and leave you with this one thought. Sometimes, oftentimes, the best thing to happen to us is the thing that never happened. All right, everybody, until next time, take care, enjoy, peace, love, happiness. Bye. 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 See ya.